Hi, everyone. Welcome to Podcast for Patients with the Aplastic Anemia and MDS International Foundation. I'm Lee Clark, patient educator. Our podcast series is brought to you with the generous support from our patients, families, and caregivers, and an educational grant from Celgene. Thank you to everyone for supporting this series. Today, we will be talking about myelodysplastic syndromes, myeloproliferative neoplasms overlap with Dr. Yacoub, an associate professor of medicine at the University of Kansas Medical Center. Welcome. To get started, what is myelodysplastic syndromes and what are myeloproliferative neoplasms? Well, thank you, Lee, for having me, and I uh, would like to thank the Plastic Anemia and MDS Foundation for the great effort in uh, providing patient education, especially in this time where patients are unable to travel to see their healthcare providers. Um, I specialize in myeloid diseases, including uh, myelodysplastic syndrome and myeloperfective neoplasms. So these are two families of rare blood cancers. They have a lot in common, but also they have a few distinctions. So myelodysplastic syndrome is a group of cancers that are rare, and they have common features of decreased blood production and eventually a failure of the bone model to produce blood elements that are needed to sustain lives, and patients will require additional supportive care. And with long-term follow-up, patients might have adverse outcomes with transformation to acute myeloid leukemia or other diseases. Myeloproliferative neoplasms are also an equally rare family of blood cancers that manifest with a bone marrow malignancy that results in excessive blood production, uh, both of the red either of the red cell elements or the white cell elements or the platelets or multiple of those lines. And um, these, they also characterize with increased constitutional symptoms and sometimes an enlarged spleen that results in a failure to thrive. There's a spectrum of these cancers that can range from mild to very severe life-threatening and patients um, can evolve over time with disease courses that can accelerate and, and turn into a more aggressive disease like acute leukemia or other high-risk myeloid cancers. Thank you. Why do they overlap? So the terminology we have been using to, um, to name these diseases and to classify them has uh, preceded our understanding of the common grounds that result into the creation of a human cancer and the evolution of a cancer. Um, all these cancers start from the same uh, mother cells that produce blood elements. There is a plausibility that patients will have a cancer that does not fall uh, in a classification that belongs purely to myelodysplastic syndrome or purely to myeloperfective neoplasms. So the overlap syndromes are um, an even rarer entity in between the two uh, rare, rare families of cancer in which patients have features of myelodysplastic syndromes such as low blood counts and um, increasing immature cells as well as features of myeloperfective neoplasms where patients have certain increase in blood element production 
or enlargement of the spleen, or increase in, in constitutional symptoms, including fevers and night sweats. So patients would have features of both diseases, and occasionally would have molecular features of both diseases, and they're difficult to classify a co to, to a pure myelodysplastic disease or a myeloproliferative cancer. The definition has evolved over the years, and the most recent classification by the World Health Organization has created clear diagnostic criteria to, for, to assist doctors and pathologists at finding the best fit of how do we classify these cancers. But the overlap occurs because some patients have features of two different cancers or that their bone marrow results and blood results are difficult to classify into one entity or the other and they fall right in the middle and, and physicians um, uh, decide to classify the patients in the overlap syndrome. Thank you. Um, is there a subset of patients that are more likely to have the dual diagnosis and why? So as we have more access to molecular testing, we're identifying more patients who seem to uh, be better classified as an overlap disease. Um, so patients who have both features of decreased blood production in certain elements and increased blood production in other elements are probably best set to be classified as an overlap syndrome. Um, so examples of this are patients who have significant anemia. Uh, on the other hand, they have excessive production of platelet counts. Um, they might be better fit into a category that would fall into an overlap syndrome. And there's other examples of this where patients can have um, certain blood element um, deficiency. At the same token, they have increased uh, features of uh, myeloproliferative disease, such as the enlarged spleen or severe constitutional symptoms or excessive production of certain mature blood elements where they can fall into, um, into that, that entity. Um, some molecular features can also explain that. So myeloproliferative neoplasms are associated with certain mutations um, that uh, explain how the diseases behave and how they evolve, while other mutations can explain the myelodysplastic component of the disease, and patients who have molecular or mutations of both families of diseases might, um, represent, might present with an overlap disease. Um, so another um, explanation for this is that patients can truly start with a myelodysplastic syndrome or a myeloproliferative neoplasm and with time, they might acquire additional DNA errors and mutations where their disease transforms from a pure uh, myeloproliferative neoplasm to an overlap or a secondary neoplasm where patients have features of both diseases. Um, so this also can be a dynamic process where you start on one side of the, um, uh, of the spectrum and you end up meeting in the middle uh, with, with evolution and transformation. Great. Thank you. What treatment options are available for patients with the MDS-NPM overlap? Thank you very much for this question. We have uh, evolved our treatments over the years uh, for those patients. Uh, initially, we treated those patients predominantly based on the closest 
disease that they resemble. So uh, we have had treatments that are approved for myelodysplastic syndrome for several decades now, and those are therapies of proven benefit in these patients. Uh, we've learned a lot from those concepts. By applying these therapies to myelodysplastic syndrome, we've acquired a lot of expertise as, as blood cancer doctors on how to treat those diseases. And once we encounter a patient with a myeloperforative neoplasm, uh, we also have other therapeutic options for that, such as hydroxyurea and interferon and, and uh, JAK inhibitors. And we've also learned a lot by using those medications and a lot of treatment concepts in that sense. And encountering patients with an overlap syndrome, we try to use medications from either um, armamentarium to try to see which medication would um, be best fit for each individual patient. So as different patients have different needs and different presentations, their treatment options might, might, might vary based on what is the most urgent or pressing medical need. For example, in patients with, with very low blood counts, we uh, borrow con concepts from myelodysplastic syndrome by using growth factors and hypomethylating agents and trying to improve the blood counts, while in patients with excessive blood production that results in, in constitutional symptoms, we, we apply concepts like um, hydroxyurea to reduce their blood counts and their symptoms. So we've been borrowing um, treatments and extrapolating concepts from the um, uh, pure myelodysplastic syndromes and myeloperforative neoplasms uh, and applying them uh, to patients with an overlap syndrome. Uh, more recently, um, clinical trials have paid particular attention to patients with overlap syndrome, such as CMML, and some clinical trials are now dedicated to um, patients with these diseases, and unfortunately, we've le this led to some FDA approvals in that sense. And, um, and a very important option for all patients with chronic cancers is to try to evaluate for an option for cure. So this should always be explored with patients in the spectrum of overlap syndromes to evaluate whether they're candidates for this curative therapy or not. Thank you. What are the complications of having MDS with an overlapping MPN? Um, so it, each individual patient will have a different um, uh, story and different presentation and subsequently different complications. So um, in patients uh, in the spectrum of overlap syndrome, they might have features that um, or complications that are more unique to um, myeloperative neoplasms, such as increased risk of bleeding and increased risk of clotting, uh, as well as um, transformation to a higher malignancy, higher risk malignancy, such as acute leukemia. Um, for patients with, um, with more dysplastic features, they are at risk of needing blood transfusions, and that carries the risk of transfusion-related complications, such as iron overload and increased infections. They also have the risk of increased bruising and bleeding, and that sometimes can be very serious, um, and increased risk of life-threatening infections. So these are complications that can be associated with either spectrum of the disease and can definitely be a, a concern for patients with overlap syndrome. Thank you. 
When should a patient consider a bone marrow transplant? I think evaluation for bone marrow transplantation should be applied to all patients with these diseases. And we try to identify patients who are at more higher risk of disease progression or disease transformation where the natural course of the disease is worse than or higher association with uh, shortening the patient's life uh, significantly below their natural expected life. So if we perceive that the patient has a high risk of these high risk disease that will shorten the patient's life substantially, uh, that would be the time to to proceed with the transplantation. However, the process of a bone marrow transplantation requires a lot of planning, a lot of preparations. So I, I believe that all fit patients with this diagnosis should have an evaluation for a bone marrow transplantation early in their diseases before the disease progresses and becomes more immediately life-threatening because this would allow the patients to have all their options open and have the process of preparing them for the transplant uh, not be rushed and patients be evaluated appropriately. So my recommendation would be for patients to be evaluated on diagnosis uh, if they're in good health and, and a transplant is a viable option for them to be evaluated early on. However, the timing of the transplant is more art than science and whenever the physician and the patient and the transplanter agree that the disease is progressing and the natural course of the disease will likely affect the patient's uh, viability or longevity and that a transplant would, uh, the benefit of a transplant would outweigh the risk. Thank you. Are there currently any clinical trials available for patients with the dual diagnosis? Um, so we are very fortunate to um, live in an era where molecular diagnostics have become a standard of care, and now um, we're able to identify um, not only clinical features, but also molecular targets for patients uh, that we can classify patients accordingly and design therapeutic interventions accordingly. So um, having that in mind, um, there, there are many clinical trials that are designed to target a particular mutation or a particular DNA error that, regardless of the patient's clinical presentation, so in patients with particular mutations, whether they present as a maladaptive syndrome or a proliferative disease or an overlap, they might be candidates for the therapy just by the merits of having that particular DNA error. And that is a new learning process for physicians and patients is that we are beyond the simple classification. We're also we're using molecular uh, guidance to design clinical trials. That being said, there are additional clinical trials um, that are available at my institution and some available nationally that define a clinical diagnosis of an overlap syndrome as, as, the, as the target for the study. Um, um, particularly um, CMML, since it's probably one of the diseases that is best characterized clinically and better classified. So there are clinical trials designed for that uh, subgroup of an overlap syndrome particularly. Um, and um, um, 
nationally, there are many other um, clinical trials designed and, and being uh, active in accrual uh, targeting patients with particular overlap syndromes or um, um, particular molecular mutations that is uh, prevalent or common in patients with overlap syndromes. Thank you. With the recent approval, the FDA approval um, of Loospatercept, how will this new treatment impact uh, patients diagnosed with MDS or myeloproliferative disorders? So this is a very exciting uh, uh, approval and um, another example of how molecular uh, signature uh, can result in, in successful therapy. So Lispanercept was studied in, in multiple cohorts of patients. However, patients with certain DNA mutation uh, called SF3B1 uh, that exists in, in certain subtypes of MDS, but also in certain subtypes of overlap syndromes, were particularly sensitive to this therapy and had particularly good outcomes with this therapy. So by defining this molecular mutation that exists in patients with overlap syndromes, uh, we could select certain patients of high likelihood of clinical improvement and response to this therapy. Um, so among the overlap syndromes, one particular syndrome called refractory anemia with ring sideroblasts and thrombocytosis is basically an overlap between a similar myelodysplastic disease and another myeloproliferative neoplasm called essential thrombocytosis. And those patients have both a JAK2 mutation, which, presents, which is present in MPNs, and a mutation of SF3B1 that exists in MDS. And having this unique molecular signature makes those patients very likely to respond to the spatorcept with, with improvement of hemoglobin and transfusion needs. Um, I would like to emphasize that this drug has been associated with improved hemoglobin and transfusion needs only. It is not a curative therapy, but it definitely adds a significant improvement to patients' quality of life and supportive care measures. Thank you. Do you have any additional thoughts um, for patients who are diagnosed with uh, the MDS-NPN overlap? Uh, I think it's very important that patients seek second opinions and undergo complete molecular sequencing if that's not available at their institution. Uh, this not only helps in their immediate patient care, but also helps physicians trying to build larger cohorts of data to try to explain disease behaviors and disease outcomes. Um, there are multiple clinical trials that are based on the molecular signature as also based on the clinical classification, so patients should always ask the physician if there's a clinical trial that will be appropriate for them. Uh, these clinical trials are advancing as we are identifying more and more targeted therapy to more and more unique individual patients, and we can help a lot of patients by being more specific and, and having the uh, personalized therapy that can address their needs. So I, I, I'm a big advocate for research, and I strongly encourage patients to seek a clinical trial that would be appropriate for their therapy. Sometimes you might have to travel for that, and that's okay if, if you end up receiving the, the therapy that works best for your disease. Well, 
thank you very much for taking the time today uh, to provide this information for patients and families. And thank you to everyone else for joining us today. You can find more information about bone marrow failure disease on our website, www.aamds.org. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Instagram. And if you're looking for assistance, please do feel free to give us a call on our helpline, which is 800-747-2820. This concludes today's program. Thank you.